Coming to you from the Center for Social Confidence in Portland, Oregon, welcome to Shrink for the Shy Guy, helping men everywhere go from social anxiety to social domination, with your host, Dr. Aziz. Hey, welcome to today's episode of the show. Today, we're going to be diving into an interview that I think is extremely valuable and extremely powerful, and it's from someone who really gets this area of dating and relationships. And so this episode is all about how to attract women naturally by being yourself. Now, I know that's a maybe an overused phrase or something that um, sounds good but isn't, isn't realistic <laughs> or it might not seem realistic to you, but it is. And the key is to actually bring all of yourself out, your most powerful self, your, your most developed masculine side of you, you being a man, basically. And what's getting in the way are maybe some fears, some self-doubts, and some lack of skill or practice. And that's what I love about uh, Tripp's approach to this is he's very down-to-earth, very practical. There's nothing here that's like crazy complex and, and, you know, intricate. It's just basic systems about what works. And so if you are listening to this and you want to have more success in your dating life, you want to feel more of a sense of power, like I can go out there and I can do what I want. I can interact with women. I, I'm not so scared of everyone all the time. And you don't, you're tired of feeling stuck and frustrated and feeling like I'm never going to have what I want. I'm, they don't want me. All the women that I'm interested in don't like me back. I suck. I have this problem. I'm too short. I'm this. And you're focused on all your flaws and you're stuck in your fear. If you're in any of those places, then get a sheet of paper or open up your phone, be able to take some notes. Because this episode and the next one, I split his interview over two episodes, are extremely helpful, extremely valuable. And I think this is one of the core areas of life. Um, health, our health is probably the biggest area of our life because if that starts to go, then not much else matters. Love or dating and relationships and your work in the world. I mean, those are probably the three core areas in life. Now, there's many other parts of life that are important, but those are the ones that if, if we're really struggling in one of those areas, life's hard. And so I'm excited to share this with you because I think it can help you to rapidly grow in this area. So without further ado, let's dive into my interview with Trip Kramer. Expert interview. My guest expert today is Trip Kramer. And Tripp is an awesome man who's helped tons of people master the area of confidence, particularly when it comes to dating and relationships. And like many people who've really mastered this area, he was driven to that by frustration, by challenge. And we'll hear more about his story in just a moment. But about 10 years ago, he was sort of bottomed out in his ability to attract the women that he wanted and create a sense of power and freedom to be himself and attract the people that he really wanted into his life. And that pushed him on a path of study that took him, like it took many of us, to pick up artist stuff, the game, which he describes as a lot of gimmicks, manipulation, routines, and other things like that. And while there are some good things from that, it did not build the core confidence. And so what he did is he threw himself into the field, practiced like crazy, and studied it from the inside out. And over time, he really mastered this area to the point where he could attract all of the women that he, the kinds of women that he wanted, whether it be models, older women, younger women, any type of woman. 
And this came again, not from some script or routine, but from him being himself. And like many people who've done that have noticed, it doesn't just help your dating life. Um, Better job opportunities, better career opportunities, as well as better friendships. And he took all of the insights and learning that he's had and he developed a podcast called Dudes Talking About Chicks, which is a great name. And in 2010, it climbed the top charts at the number one podcast in the self-help category. It's still in the top 100. Thousands of people have listened to it. You might have heard it as well. And I'm super excited to talk with you today, Trip. Thank you for being on the show. Absolutely. I'm very happy to be here. And wow, what an introduction. I love that you uh, did so much research here and, uh, and captured it really well. So thank you for that. Yeah, of course. And that's probably the best place to start is your, your story. I know I gave a, a really uh, quick version, but I want to drill into a, a, to a, key, a few key pieces of it. One is, what was the moment where you decided back in you know, 2006, I'm, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to start looking for answers. Was there a breaking point? Was there a threshold that you hit? There was a, a break. There was a few breaking points, but it was still kind of an evolution. You know, as you said before, you know, reading the game, and this is not, you know, special to me. A lot of guys found out about meeting girls through that book. And just like me, they found out, oh, okay, this is possible. Like, I, I didn't realize that there was, there was ways to attract women other than what I thought was just good looks. I was wasn't even that I was convinced. I just thought that was the reality. Like you look at at a red apple, and you're just like it's red, and that's it. There's no you know if ends or buts about it. And that was the same for me with attracting women. I thought, okay, you know, I saw all my friends, not all my friends who were good looking, but the friends that I had that were good looking get really quality girls, and that was just my reality. So reading the game opened me up to understanding, oh there's something bigger here that you can tap into that will help you attract women and it doesn't have to do with the way you look. And that was very interesting to me. So that started that kind of whole process of me diving into this information and and reading a lot of different stuff and going into forums and seeing people talking about this and I was just like shocked that this was something that you could do. I just was like, this is crazy. And so it wasn't right away that I had a breaking point or I started to do it. I just, I just consumed a lot of information, but I had analysis paralysis, which mm. means that I just wasn't really able to do anything with all this information. I didn't have a very, um, well understanding of now what it's like, okay, I know that there's like these things you could say, and there's some of these like little gimmicks and things and eh, every once in a while I would try one out but like it didn't work because it just because it never came from a real place and people could tell that so I was like well what's going on here why isn't this stuff working you know and and one one of the reasons was is because I was just kind of copying and pasting on, on top of myself you know an already not very confident guy and girls could tell that so what ended up being the the breaking point of of really going into this harder was really I tried online dating for a while back in 2008 when it was just becoming normal 
for people to use and not weird. And I was doing it and I didn't really see much success from that. And I was kind of like, all right, this is it. I have to really force myself to get out there and, and, and do, you know, approaches, you know, meeting women, not online because online wasn't working. And I was just using that as a crutch to, to, you know, mask that fear I had of going out and talking to women in person. And so I guess that was the breaking point of, okay, now I have to go out and do this. And so I studied a little bit harder. I'm like, well, how am I going to apply this in a, in a, in like a strategic way? And what ended up happening was I would go out and start to use more of this stuff. And again, it didn't really work for me. So I kind of made a little pact with myself. I said, I'm just going to go out and just start talking to women and not using anything and just work on my social skills, which would be starting conversations, continuing conversations, and not caring about what the outcome was going to be from that, just going out and doing it and seeing what happened. And it was a very you know, long struggle and long process, but over the course of just a few months, maybe three months of consistently going out, it escalated very quickly, you know, from day one, going out and being too scared to even say hello to a girl from day three, I was already able to meet girls and, and get them on dates and even have sex. So it was a lot of my pushing myself to go out and doing it consistent and, and doing it in a way where I would you know, I journaled, like I would actually like write down and how I did and what I could work on and what went well and what didn't went, go well and, and really doing this in a, in a process that would help me get better and better and better. And, and even one of those nights, I remember, you know, there was another breaking point where finally I had a night where I was able to confidently go up to a group of guys and girls, which could be a very scary thing for someone who has never done an approach really before or socialized much. And it went really well, and the response was great. I didn't even get any numbers or anything like that, but just the response from that group was so positive that it gave me the encouragement that this is possible and that if I just keep working at this, I can really have the dating life that I desired. And, and you know, the rest, I guess, is kind of history. I, I still continue to go out and get better and better, and I became so passionate about it that that kind of translated into me becoming passionate about showing other guys that this is possible. And I'm not the only one. There's a lot of guys who are also at that point doing coaching. There's a lot of dating coaches and big companies and companies that even stemmed from the book, the game. And, uh, I it didn't stop me. I was like, I really think this is something that guys need to learn. And, and if I could do it, other guys can do it. So then I decided to become a dating coach. And that was in 2011 and now, as this recording is happening, it's 2016. So that is uh, kind of the long story short. Hmm. We're going to pause for just one moment and then get back into the interview with confidence expert Trip Kramer. Have you ever been stuck in limbo? You know, that awkward situation where there are several groups of people talking around you and you aren't part of any of them? You want to jump in, but you're not sure how to do it or what to say. So you slink into the corner grab a drink at the bar, and pretend to look busy on your cell phone. Tired of this less-than-optimal strategy? Get yourself a copy of The Confidence Code today and discover how to dominate in any group situation 
casually join into existing groups, and even enjoy being the center of attention. Go to yourconfidencecode.com now to get started. That's fantastic. So in, in the pursuit of, of mastery of this area, you also found something that, that you're passionate about that you want to help other people do as well and, and a real sense of purpose in it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's great. And one thing that's, well, there's a lot of things in your story, but one thing that's really standing out is, you know, the, I'm going to read some books and study this was a turning point, but the real breakthrough was when it was this high level of of commitment, like I'm going to go out there, and I'm just going to I'm just going to go, and I'm I'm going to get nervous. I don't know how it's going to pan out, but I'm going to keep going out there, and and I'm going to study my my results, and I'm going to take keep track of it. And to me, that's you know when we approach anything like that, whether it's our health and working out or something a skill like this, when someone shows up with that energy, I know their results are going to be powerful and relatively quick in the big scheme of things, and. I'm curious, those first days, I mean, so that's like the biggest hurdle for most people probably is like those, the fear of those first, that first day, even the first morning or whatever, the first time you go out, how did you handle that? Did you just say, you know, I don't, you were so fed up that, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to keep going. How did you deal with that initial day or two days? I mean, I mean, listen, this was, this is not, you know, this is the reality. I mean, those, that, that first week or I, I didn't go out every single night. There were some sections where I did, but for the first like month, I wasn't going out every night. I was going out maybe every other other night or every other night. And that for the first seven days of me going out was brutal. I mean, it was really bad, like to the point where I was almost going to give up so many times. I was like, oh, this is just not possible for me because I was going out and I couldn't even say hello to a stranger. I, I just like, I couldn't even get the words out. So for the first night, Day one, I don't know, three to four hours maybe I was out and I didn't say hi to one person. Mm. I mean, it, it was it was crazy. I was like, this is so this isn't gonna happen. Like maybe this is just isn't for me. So there's multiple times within the first couple of weeks where I almost gave up. And it was really funny. It was like I look back and I'm like almost like proud of myself for thinking in such a in this way of like I was thinking, well, it can't get any worse, so I might as well just keep going out, you know? I was like, all right, I, I guess I could give up, but I don't really have anything to lose at this point. I can just keep going, might as well. Like, is it going to get better if I do nothing? Like, no. So I'll just go out. It's like, it's like, it's almost like I made a deal with my ego in a way. I was just like, all right, you know, let's just keep doing this, and it can't get any worse, so you're not going to feel any worse. Might as well just keep on keeping on you know so mm -hmm. so i did and and listen you know it was very it's a very slow process it wasn't like everything just worked one day it was like, no like every day i got like an inch better but i think that's how anything happens like whatever you're doing in life whatever like you're saying working out you don't just get massive biceps overnight it's like you're inching your way to the place where you want to go so that's the same thing that happened here yeah and I like what you said there, made a deal with my ego, because I feel like that is the biggest block you know, when guys are really diving into this, is the sense of, I failed, I suck, I'm bad, that comes about when either A, they're out, but they, they can't work up the courage to go talk to women, or they do, 
but the out the results are not what they want. They they get a lot of rejections. In either case, they can leave feeling inferior, criticizing themselves. Was that something you experienced? And if so, how did you turn that around? Yeah, I mean, it, it happened a lot. You know, there was there was some days where I mean, listen, let's fast forward to when it was going pretty well. This is when it stings. Is when it, it goes well and things are going great, and then you have a bad day. Because you all of a sudden paint a mental picture for yourself. Mm. And 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 yeah. by the way, you're, you're the most convincing thing I, I believe in your world and anyone's world is themselves. You know, we're really good at convincing ourselves um, on a lot of crazy stuff. So, you know, you, you do really well for a while and all of a sudden you have a bad day and all of a sudden you tell yourself, oh my God, wait a minute, you know, this isn't going to work. You were making all this progress. Now you suck. It's like, all what falling happened? apart. <laughs> yeah, it's all falling apart. This isn't real. You were, you've been lucky. Like you'll say all this crazy shit to yourself and and then all of a sudden you have good days again and then another bad day. And then it takes a lot of experience and reference experience to understand that, oh, wait a minute. Some days are good, some days are bad. And it all depends. You'll have streaks where some days or some weeks are really bad and some weeks are really good. And you don't need to assign any kind of meaning to any of that to say to you like, how you should label it it just it is what it is some days you're gonna feel great and others you're not and some days you're just gonna be talking to a lot of women who don't want to talk to you or you're just not their type and that just is you know the 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 nature of the beast that's you know chaos theory right there it's like you never know what's gonna happen but you shouldn't think that whatever happens is the thing that's overall happening if that makes sense like just because you had a bad day doesn't mean everything has gone to hell. And just because you have a good day doesn't mean like everything is great and you don't need to stop working at it. So so it's just kind of the process. I mean, again, this is like the law of like of growth of everything. It's like putting your money in the stock market. Some weeks are great, some some weeks are not. You know, you know, working out, you're gonna have bad days. Building a business, you're gonna have bad months. You know, it just that is how it works. And I think as long as you are prepared for that. And you can, you know, if you're listening to this podcast right now or this interview right now and you're hearing this, then, well, we've done the hard work for you. Now you know that. So if that happens, you know. You know, I kind of had to find out the hard way. So, mm. Yes. And so moral of the story, get out there and practice. <laughs> Keep going. Effort over time is what, uh, is what brings us results. We're going to pause one more time and then dive back into the interview with Trip. Ever wonder how to start conversations with women? You might see attractive women everywhere. Coffee shops, stores, even walking down the street. So how do you just walk up and start talking to them without seeming weird or desperate? This is such a common challenge for guys that Dr. Aziz created a free ebook to teach you exactly how to do this. It's called 7 Ways to Start Conversations with Women Anytime, Anywhere. Go to 30daystodatingmastery.com to claim your free copy today. So let's talk, let's talk a little bit of, of strategy, of how it works. So there are tons of scripts and, and uh, sort of uh, opinion openers and, and things that, that people might have heard of uh, from the game and other uh, pickup artists' teachings about how to start a conversation with a woman and then get into a conversation. Because uh, I think some of the biggest challenges people have are, well, how do I start it? 
And if and if it's something like a comment on the environment or a basic question, then they're like, great. But then what do I say? And, you know, the pickup artist stuff gives you very specific tools. Say, hey, I, I, can I get your opinion on something? And I wanted to know how how do you do that when you're coaching guys and helping them find them and their style and being who they are in the world? How do you help them in that first initial step of starting the conversation with someone they find attractive? Well, I have a little bit of a, of a formula that you could use and, and some techniques that you can use. You know, listen, you could use some of that pickup artist stuff and I'm not going to lie. It does work. You know, some of that stuff, opinion openers, that stuff does work. You know, However, you will you you do have a chance of being called out on that, and and not that that's the end of the world. Just because you get called out doesn't mean you know it, it's over with the girl. But I know that when guys get called out, it messes with like the whole their head, and, and they get thrown out. It's like <laughs> she sees right make, through me, ah, right? And then everything is yeah, exactly, and everything goes to hell. So I think a better way to do it where you're still going to make mistakes, but at least you're going to be practicing more of raw conversation skills is just going up and, and introducing yourself and then asking them the question, you know, are you from whatever? So if you're in, you know, uh, Los Angeles, are you from Los Angeles? And then the technique here is what I call, um, I forgot what the technique was called actually, but either way, uh, how you do it is, is you do a lot of listening and and focusing very hard in terms of what the girl is saying. This is why I you know tell people don't take drugs and don't drink a lot before you have these conversations because you're really just not only impairing yourself but you're impairing the ability to be able to to get better at this skill. It's like if you want to learn anything. You're not going to get drunk before you do it. It's just like, you know, this. So you got to treat this like anything else that you'd be learning. So when you go in there, you can have ultra focus, listen to what the girl is saying, and you can use what she's saying to extract words to then continue the conversation. It's just like very basic type of conversation skills to bring the conversation off to different tangents. And the more tangents you go on, the conversation starts to build and build and build and then continue. Yeah. And I could, I could, I could say safely, anyone who's listening to this right now has been in a conversation where they don't really have to think about what to say next. Like you talk to your parents or your siblings or your, or your good friends. You're not like, well, now what do I say? Now what do I say? Right. So we want to bring you to that point where you're not thinking so hard. Now in the beginning, that's natural. You're going to be thinking like that. But the technique is to listen to what they're saying and bring it somewhere else. So, for example, if you say, you know, you go up to someone and say, hi, I'm Trip," And they're like, oh, hi. You're like, are you from Los Angeles? And they say, oh, yeah, I'm from here. You say, cool. You know, what's the, and then ask them a question about, you know, the best restaurant they've ever been to or something that you're actually curious about. Or maybe they say, oh, yeah, I've lived here all my life. And you're like, wow, that's crazy. Well, I'm actually not from here. I, I lived in, and grew up in Chicago. And they might take something from you and say, oh, Chicago, I've never been to Chicago. And then you can go back, forth, back and forth, back and forth. But, you know, just a really easy way to do that is just go out, introduce yourself, ask them if they're from where they're from, and then go from there. And then if you really still blank and have nothing else to say, literally say anything. You know, it's like they're, they're, you could say whatever you want. And you'd be surprised the type of reaction you would get from a girl 
it was just seeing you confidently go over and start a conversation, you know? So it's not really about what you say. It's just about going over and, and at least in the very beginning, acting comfortable enough to, to start the conversation and, and then go from there. Yeah. There's so many things in what you're saying. I think what I heard in there is that you have another, you have something else after you say, you know, are you from Los Angeles? And if she just gives you a yes or something really short, you're you're going to continue. You're going to follow up. You're not just going to stand there and be like, oh, neat. <laughs> and then, Yeah, just, just, just comment on it. I mean, you know, I'm sure anyone has something to say if they met someone from, I guess we'll just use the example of Los Angeles, you have something to say. Do you have a question for them? I, I mean, I'm a naturally curious person. I have a question to anyone who's lived in any city their whole life. I, I don't care what it is. You can literally name any city in the whole world, and I'm going to be curious about what it's like or what it's what the food is like there or what the people are like there or you know, just, I don't know what it, it all depends on, on the place. Like, wow, that's crazy. Los Angeles. What's it like to, to never have seen snow as a child, you know? And then it might be like, well, I don't know. Cause that's all I knew. Like, well, and then you tell them about how you grew up with snow or something like that. You know, I want people to tap into their natural curiosities hmm. because that's going to really help the conversation. And I had to do that myself. I'm not, I wasn't unnaturally curious person i was a very shy person but i learned to get interested in other people and who they are and and that really helped the conversations that i was having i can now start a conversation with anyone just because i care and i'm curious and interested in what they know who they know who they are and what they've experienced that's fantastic and, and you mentioned that that ultra focus on them to hear what they're saying and really paying attention to them, being really curious about them. You're also demonstrating some sharing of information about yourself or a story um, from from your own life about the snow, for example. Yeah, and I think that's very important. I want to I want to touch on that for a second. Is don't be afraid to share. That's something that took me a while to learn. I was always about listening to them and asking them questions, and. You know, there's a lot of us out there who get nervous to offer information about ourselves because we might be thinking in our head, well, who cares about us? You know, that's a self-esteem issue. But I want people to start practicing to share information about you because you're offering them material to learn about you, become attracted to you, become interested in you, ask you a question, comment on you. And so you're not going to be able to do that because they might not ask you a question. You know, they, they don't care. They don't, they don't give a shit about you. You're the one who approached them. So they might not be curious about you at all at first. So it's really good that you practice the skill of offering information about yourself and, and telling a story or saying something about you that gives them something to work off of. Hmm. I think it's super important because oftentimes I, I think I did the same thing. Well, it's like, we got to listen. You got to be great at listening. And that's true. But then sometimes they're not, um, ready to engage. They don't have a ton of questions for you yet. They still might not even be sure why you're talking to them and if they want to talk to you yet. And so when you can keep things going and share in that way, it puts a lot more of yourself out there. And I think that that starts to build the connection. You know, one thing that's coming across too, you said this as well, actually, you said, you know, the specifics of what you say are way less important than you approaching them and just having the confidence to be you there. 
that wasn't your exact words, but let's talk about that because I do, I've seen that. And I think the energy with which you approach, like what you're doing is basically, you're not saying this, but it's basically walking up to them saying, hi, I'm Trip, and I want to talk to you now. Do you want to talk with me? And you're just like, you're fully there and available. And I think that's a place that a lot of guys trip up is that they, they're, there's so much fear and so much um, anticipation that she doesn't want to talk to me. And, and that really messes with her energy. So how do you help guys kind of approach with that comfort, that relaxed confidence? Is it just repetition or is there other things you do? Well, it's repetition, but it's also maybe not starting off your very, if someone told me when I first started to go up to a girl and say, hi, I'm Trip. Are you from, you know, Los Angeles? I would be, you know, crapping myself. That's not, that would be very hard for me. And, and I understand that it was hard for me. I'm sure it's hard for a lot of other people. So no, that's not something I think I should do. They've never talked to a girl in their life. I think, you know, if you have the balls to do it, then by all means do it. But if you're like, that is scary, then instead you can start off by just saying something about directions, or you can start off by asking someone the time using more of a baby step approach that gets you into conversations but isn't scary enough where you have to stay in there. So I think a lot of guys can really start off by using these little baby steps. Go up to a really pretty girl that you're attracted to and ask her the time and then walk away. So you get a little bit of that experience of talking to a stranger. Do that 10 times. See how that feels. Then move on to the next step. Ask them directions somewhere. Then move on to another step. Ask them directions somewhere, but then comment maybe on something they're holding or wearing. And you can kind of inch your way there until you feel a little bit more confident. You're never going to feel totally confident, 100%, and ready to go to just start a conversation out of nowhere. You might, but I, it's very rare. So, But it's going to be easier to do the approach that we talked about after you've done maybe 30 different approaches, just asking people directions or time or starting conversations from that, you know, it makes it a little bit easier and, and works the social muscle a little bit. So that's what I would recommend to guys who are, you know, want to get into this, but aren't really sure. That's, that's kind of what I did. I mean, I've created a better system now that I have really learned this. So I didn't really necessarily do that when I first started. When I first started, I didn't know what to do. I just went out and kind of hoped for the best, and that was pretty much it. But this is now a, a system I wish I used when I first started to just ease my way into it. It would have been so much easier. And it's a fun challenge, you know. And we're guys. We like challenges. We get off on, on tasks and completing tasks. So it is kind of fun. It turned, it turned fun for me eventually. Um, my goal was a certain number of approaches every night, and and I loved being able to come home and be like, yeah, I, I did it. I, I did the amount that I wanted to. Whether it went good or bad, you know, I did it. And it d- definitely gives you encouragement there to, to keep pushing forward. That brings us to the end of the episode, not the end of the interview. There was so much good stuff. I didn't want to cut anything out. And we're already running a bit over time. So next week in the interview, we're going to be getting into some of the core specifics of how to connect, how to flirt, how to be seen as an attractive man. 
as someone that she'd want to be with, someone that she'd want to make babies with. Now, whether or not you actually want to have children or with her, that's not the point, but someone she's sexually attracted to, someone where it's just other than a platonic friendship. Because the truth is, if you're going out to meet women for your romantic life, you don't necessarily want to be friends. You want someone to date. You want a girlfriend. You want a partner. You want a wife. And we need to communicate something that shows that that's what we want and that's what we're about. And in a way that she feels and in a way that creates this attraction. So we're going to get way more into that in the second half of the interview. So stay tuned for that next week. For now, though, before we go, we got to give you your action step. Time for action. Seems to me like your action step might be pretty clear based upon how much we talked about it in this interview today. What would you think it is? (laughs) What would you guess? That's right. Whatever you're thinking, that's probably right. Yes, it's to go commit to put yourself out there in the way that Tripp did. And you know what? It's the same way that I did it. And it's the same way that anyone that I know who's really successful in this area of dating relationships has done it. Just like anyone who's in great physical shape, guess what? They work out, they run, they eat healthy. There's these principles. To, I mean, success leaves clues. And so if you see someone who's good at something, they did, they did something to get there. They weren't just, quote, lucky. And so we want to find out what is it, and Trip is laying it out for you pretty clear today, which is just making a commitment to getting out there and practicing and being nervous at first, being uncomfortable at first, and that's okay. You just keep going. So the action step for today is to decide if this is an area of your life that you're tired of being stuck and frustrated in, if you want something better for yourself, then decide right now that you're going to get out there and you're going to practice and make a commitment to yourself. Get a buddy, get some way to make it fun, and then just get out there and start practicing. And he did it a lot, it sounds like, at, at bars or at, at night. But I did a lot of this stuff during the day because I'm not a big bar guy. I never was. So I did this at supermarkets and, and clothing stores and downtown and malls during the day usually. So whatever works for you, but the key is you got to get out there. You got to practice. So that's your action step for today. That brings us to the end of the episode. Stay tuned for next week. We're going to hear more from Trip, more in, great insight into this area of dating and relationships. And until we speak again, may you have the courage to be who you are and to know on a deep level that you're awesome. Thanks for listening to Shrink for the Shy Guy with Dr. Aziz. If you know anyone who can benefit from what you've just heard, please let them know and send them a link to shrinkfortheshyguy.com. For free blogs, ebooks, and training videos related to overcoming shyness and increasing confidence, go to socialconfidencecenter.com.